Unleashing the rising billions. Disrupting tradition. Always be closing. Gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. And there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, my only co-host, my brother from another mother. Alan Witch. You're wow, in the house, bro. three titles. Thanks, man. I love right. doing this with you. We're having a blast. What oh, a privilege to be able to, you know, and... chat. And... Yeah, we shuffled things up a bit. You know, we needed to find some space. And I think um, as you're developing things, you start to realize uh, how important time is. And you need to, you know, really sliver that out, especially for the things you really love to do and help others. And then finding some space for yourself as well. And we've been able to do that, which is awesome. But sometimes you got to get into like, you know, the boom, right? Like just kind of, you know, chaos. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, but um, let's uh, bring on our guest, man. I like this guy a lot. Um, you know, we had a chance to meet him, and he uh, he he just uh, has that that energy that I think um, you know that's what people are looking for out there, and that's why he's uh, successful. So why don't we just talk to this dude um, and 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 let everybody know that <laughs> you said, you know, dude. How, I know, right? Um, how 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 cool he is, and and uh, let's let's just get into some fireside chats. How about that? Excellent, excellent. Yeah, we met our guest at a at a podcast event of, of all things. Where he's a he's a podcaster himself, very successful podcaster. Has been doing it for a number of years. Has worked with a, a lot of people. Has a great persona. Uh, you'll like him as soon as you uh, as soon as you see him. You'll probably recognize him as soon as you hear his name. Sure. But uh, create your own life podcast. Love it. I tell you, uh, we had a chance. I, I didn't really know much about our guest about Jeremy. I haven't said his last name yet. Knew about Jeremy before our our event uh, in uh, in San Diego, but I uh, got to know him a little bit. And have been following, of course, got a great list, a uh, great list of people been doing podcasting uh, for quite a while. And uh, really excited to bring him on to hear what he's got to say. Uh, real veteran in the in this space. So <clears throat> Jeremy Slate, welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold. How's it going, my friend? Hey, thanks, guys. Can I hang out with the guy that you guys just introed? Because he sounds way cooler than me. <laughs> he is really cool, dude. By the way, yeah. he paid me 25 bucks before the show. So. Yeah, I'll, I'm sending you a COD later, man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, welcome, uh, Jeremy. Uh, I know exciting times in your world, so we'll mm -hmm. just open up with that, and then we're yeah. going to kind of reel it back and talk about what you're doing and why you're doing what you do. But you've got some uh, some great stuff to share. Um, but I think one of the you know really cool things and the unconditional love that you're now experiencing mm -hmm. – 
uh, with uh, with a baby. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we had our first child yesterday. Um, I say we, you know, my wife did all the work, obviously. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's weird when, when, a, when a guy says we had a baby. It's like, no, right. dude, you like you helped create yeah, yeah. it, but you had nothing to do yeah. with what happened yeah. later no. on. No, 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 no. <laughs> if guys had to have babies, there'd be no babies, right? We all yeah, know that. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? That's right. Yeah, so so we're we're very thrilled. Um, she was a big baby too. My wife's always wanted a chubby baby, so she is eight pounds two ounces, and we're we're yeah, super chubby. super stoked. That's a that's a very awesome. healthy child. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, I love kids it. Kids are well, great. Well, it's been a long congrats. time since I had kids. Love about twenty eight years, but that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. For that's sure. fantastic. For sure. That's fantastic. So, Your Jeremy, life will never be the same. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's incredible. It's just getting getting warmed up. Uh, so you do a few things, um, but uh, let's talk about why you do them and you know how this all kind of happened, you know, in your journey because the journey is always cool. The story, as you know, sure, mm-hmm. it's all about stories and then how you've taken your story and then helped other people create their stories and then so forth. And you interview people, which is cool, mm-hmm. like us. So you got a great uh, understanding of how po- important that is to get to know people and what they have to offer and help people, you know, really understand uh, what, you know, their genius is really, you know, because part of interviews is finding out that little mm-hmm. thing. So audience, right. welcome, Jeremy. Get out your journals, as we always talk about. The golden nuggets start flying. Catch them. Uh, and then apply them to your life, and then see some magic happen. But uh, let's uh, let's talk, Jeremy. Um, why do you do what you're doing, and how this all kind of happened? Well, for for me, it's helping people tell their stories, and it mainly stems from the idea that um, you know I almost lost the ability to tell my story at 19 when I received last rights, but it didn't really hit me until I almost lost a parent at 24. Uh, my mom had a pretty bad stroke and I came home from the gym one day and and found her and I was just kind of like thrown for a loop man like it was really rough and at that time I was teaching high school and I was miserable every day I wasn't very happy um I I, my master's degree believe it or not is in early Roman Empire propaganda it's like not a very marketable (laughs) skill at all in the slightest so so I was teaching high school yeah but it rolls off the tongue really nice it it does right it's like so I can tell you how Augustus convinced everyone he's God that's about it um hey hey you never know so I I was teaching high school and it, it was it was crazy man like I feel like I sound like that old guy that was like, well, in my day, because I don't know, we didn't have smartphones. We had flip phones or we didn't have phones at all when I was in school. So the, the day consisted of trying to get me really upset and get me on video so they could show it to other people. So I just wasn't very happy in my career. And then when I almost lost my mom, it was kind of like, wow, it really threw me for a loop. And um, my wife was actually uh, the one that convinced me to you know, start some kind of business. And for me, it was originally direct sales, which led to life insurance and selling products on Amazon and none of those things like really fit because they were always about like making money, right? They were always about like how much money can I make? And because of that, money was very difficult to come by because it's when it's about that and it's not about purpose, it doesn't really matter. It's tough, isn't it? It's a tough yeah, it's, it's really tough, man. It's, it's super yeah. tough. And really from there, um, it was about a three-year journey until I finally started the podcast in 2015, the beginning of that year. And it was my second go at it because I, I had this podcast that really kind of stunk called uh, Rock Your Life where I talked about, you know, I could tell you how to run your life and it didn't really go so well. And I eventually decided, well, who do I want to learn from? And once I did that and really yeah. kind of kept in that purpose of teaching in a different switched. way. Yeah, it switched. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it it was switched huge yeah. and it's led me to everything I'm doing now. I love it. I love it. Um, impact driven versus 
yeah. uh, money driven. Yeah, and, so. you know, you know that feeling inside when it's just, you know, you can do well. I was doing well in an industry that I was just not passionate about, but I love sales. So I was mm -hmm. working with people anyway. Uh, but same thing. I just wanted to now, you know, the money is great. The feelings weren't there. And I think when there's that disconnect inside of yourself and you have that trouble, you know, finding out what's going on in your gut because your mind's telling you something else. And we just had a great show with uh, someone who talks about this stuff and how the mind works. And it, it was amazing. So it's on our tip of the tongue. You know, this is podcast yeah. day, everybody. And we get a lot of shows in. And uh, that's I, I do the same thing, time. guys. So I get it. Yeah. I find like I'll yeah. do eight interviews in a day and I find myself quoting one idea right. for interviews. Right. Well, Nobody amazing. knows about it yet. Right, right. right. And the, con yeah. the continuity that it creates for the audience is really yeah. cool because they start yeah. to put it together themselves as well. And I think that that's what this is all about: is finding ways we can communicate, you know, and tell people about, you know, people like yourself and the story and why. And you know, the mindset is really cool because it always shows up. Every show that we've had, it always comes back to the mindset and, and the purpose and the things that they wanted to, you know, really connect themselves with. And, and that's encouraging, you know, especially for the audience that may be sitting there in the same spot when you were teaching and saying, oh, my God, I really don't like what I'm doing, you know. And uh, yet you still do that and you get up the next day and you keep doing it, but without change or getting yourself, uh, you know, out of that. So tell us about how that happened, Jeremy, uh, because you went through, you know, sort of the journey of time really quickly, but that transition, you know, that, that, that thing that happened and said, I'm doing it and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid, but I'm excited, you know. Can I, can I tell you, a, can I tell you a great teacher story first though? For sure. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm teaching this uh, sociology class and, and like 50% of their grade was a final paper they had to write and it wasn't very hard because I was an easy grader. Um, but this one girl who was the center on the basketball team, like literally seven foot tall, I've never seen a girl that tall in my entire life. Um, didn't do anything. So basically, to fail her, I actually had to write out a piece of paper with an F on it and Y. And she stands up. I'm five foot seven. So she's like three feet above mm. my head, walks up, crumples the paper up, throws it in my face, and goes, you know, says the whole word, but F you, man. And this school had gotten rid of detention, so nothing happened. So, like, that was my day mm. of work every day, just kind of like getting driven into the ground. So <laughs> I just really wasn't having a lot of fun. So I think, like, by the time that everything happened with my mom, I was kind of in a place where I was ready for something else. You know what I mean? Like I was ready for change. Um, I'm, it's sad that it was something that difficult to, to make that happen for me. Um, but I guess, I guess then to, to kind of go back to your question, you know, what that looked like for me is at first it was about making money. It was, you know, I'm going to try, you know, direct selling. Wasn't very happy with it. I'm going to try selling life insurance. I got kicked out of an 80 year old man's house by trying to talk to him about um, how he could extend his life insurance. Not a good thing to do with an 80-year-old man. Um, and then I was selling products online. It was all about how much money can I make, how fast can I make it, and right. it just it was, it was really tough, and because of that, money was hard to come by. And I think the thing that flipped was I was kind of at my wit's end of, I don't want to do this anymore. And I actually ended up working at a friend's uh, digital marketing agency and I watched some YouTube videos and stuff like that and taught myself like HTML and CSS and all that stuff. And I learned to build websites and I was doing that for somebody else's company. And I agreed to be a student of that person. And, and she was great to work for because she taught me so much. Love it. And I feel like that experience of you have so much to offer. I'm so willing to learn that was very pivotal in me starting a new podcast because the first one I said, like I started was horrible. And it really was pivotal for me of, okay, well, if this learning experience is going great for me, 
how can I use this to teach other people? Mm-hmm. And when it flipped to teaching, that was the flip point. It was it was still teaching, but in a very different way to a group of people that wanted it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you can't mm-hmm. teach people things that they right. don't need to hear or don't want to hear as well, you know? There, there was a need right. but the, But they wanted to hear it because you attracted it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the key thing. Because your transparency and where you're at, you said, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. Here's what I want to become. Mm-hmm. And that that's attractive. People say, well, where's your audience? You attract your audience by being transparent about who you are and what you do. So well, congrats on that. Because and it's, the it's, transparency it's, it's, it's is important, tough. but it's also not to say that it's not hard work. Like, oh, like, it's hard work. Like to launch that podcast, I sent. I, I didn't realize you could do automation on LinkedIn at this time, so I actually sat down and wrote three thousand individual messages. Like it was nuts. <laughs> it took many, 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 many hours. Uh-huh. Um, you know, 700 and something emails. Um, I had an email list like 2,100 at that point. And then I just started grabbing friends' cell phones and that drove us to 10,000 downloads in the first month. But right. you have to have the purpose and attract people. But if you're not taking action, it's not going to work either. Right, right. Got to do the work. You have to do your work. Absolutely. No question. No question. What, um, I, you're a young guy and you've had, you've had some experiences and I really believe that that uh, life experience um, really puts things future in perspective. And what I mean by that is I don't want people to have to go through challenge. I went through a lot of physical challenge in my life. I had four open heart surgeries. I got an artificial heart valve. I was shocked, you know, 15 different times. I had a cardiac arrest and died. My wife brought me back. All, all this stuff, right? I mean, over a over a 57-year period. Uh, there, there's a lot of a lot of friction there, and I don't want people to have to go through that. But there's a lot of time in your life where you where you're going to have adversity, and you're going to have to scale, and you're going to have to change and pivot. And you've had you've interviewed an awful lot of guests in um, in in your career here as a podcaster, and I, I would venture to say those that are are very successful in their genre um, have had some adversity. Yeah. And what would you say to people that have uh, adversity about maybe they're in adversity now? Mm-hmm. Where do they go? How do they how do they jump out of that? How do they pivot from that? Well, it's, be able it's to, to start again. It's interesting, though, because I think your level of success and I don't know if this is this way for everybody, but for a lot of people I've talked to, your level of success is kind of equal to what you're willing to push through, right? Like, because that creates mm-hmm. you to be a better and stronger person. Are you guys familiar with with Bedros Koulian mm-hmm. in the in the fitness space? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. he came to America from Armenia, um, his family was eating out of garbage cans, and the guy's a multi multi millionaire now because he was willing to push through pain where other people are like, oh, I'm just not willing to do that. I'd rather sit on the couch or you know mm-hmm. I'm not going to cold call. I'm not going to do these certain things. And when you have a higher I guess threshold for these things, you're much more willing to push through what other people would quit in. And and I think that's a really, really key point. Like I, I interviewed this guy, it actually hasn't come out yet. Um this guy, uh Donald, um I forget how you pronounce his last name. Anyway, he was a Olympic uh volleyball player who came to the US um from like Eastern Europe. And he grew up under communism and it was a very difficult thing. And because he knew so much, I guess, struggle any yeah. bit of freedom that he achieved in America was so worth it. So he was willing to bust mm-hmm. his butt and work so much harder. And honestly, I, I, I feel like that's one of the bigger problems with my generation. You know, I'm 31, so we're considered to be quote unquote millennials. And I think a lot of times people are deciding, well, this isn't my purpose. You know, so I'm just going to, I guess, relax at mom's house until I figure it out. Or, you know, I, I'm just going to find an app to help me with that. And there, there's no substitute for hard work. 
Right. You'll figure out your mm-hmm. purpose eventually, but you can't claim yeah. that as a reason to not be taking action. Um, yeah. There's a great book I good read point. by Cal Newport called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And Cal talks about finding the thing that you're good at and continually getting better and better and better. And as it become better and world class at it and you become effortless at it, you become passionate. But I think too many people are waiting for you know, your passion to be your guide, um, you know, to, to take a Jiminy Cricket reference here, your conscience mm-hmm. be your guide, let your passion be your guide rather than find something you're good at and just go for it, man. And you're right. going to get really passionate about it. For sure. Right, for sure. right. I think that's a good thing because there's a lot of people out there going, well, what's my purpose? Well, what do you do right now? Why do you do what you do? First <laughs> right. off, you're, you're doing something wrong. Why are you doing that? Are you good at Do you like it? Well, if yeah, you don't like it, part. well, then there's a different discussion there. But if you like yeah. it, why do you like it? Yeah. Why do you, your your well, purpose that's, could that's be discovery. philanthropic driven, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that it may have nothing to do with hey, how you earn a living and how you Alan, influence people. Alan, a, a great hint I want to give the everybody, you know, just the the audience as well is, um, what do you love? <laughs> you yeah. know, figure that out. And if you love it, you should be doing it. And if you can monetize it as well and love it and do it, and then just becomes great. a lot of fun and you can help people. So you got into podcasting. Let's talk about podcasting because I think mm-hmm. podcasting is amazing. And I think it's it's the, a relevant topic today too. Well, it is, right? We're podcasters. <laughs> and uh, obviously that's where you started and, and you pushed. And you've got some great speaking topics that you do as well. And, you know, I just want to, you know, throw out here that he's also recognized like as the influencer, millennial influencer at that uh, by BuzzFeed. Um, in 2018, this year. So lots of cool things. So follow Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, this is a great point uh, in the show mm-hmm. uh, to tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. And then I'm going to come back and circle back mm-hmm. to what I was going to talk about. Uh, but I also want to throw out there, this is going to be featured on C-Suite Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really excited about that. And um, we have, obviously, iTunes podcast, Podomatic, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Megaphone is uh, Ooh, is what's Megaphone? That sounds like yeah, a new one. Megaphone. Well, it's awesome. It's a good it's one, awesome. and we're really excited about partnering up with these guys. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, tell everybody how we can get a hold of you, sure. and then I want to ask you a couple questions about podcasting, branding, yes. and all the stuff that you did and used to get this attention and, and uh, influence. Well, I would just say the easiest way is I'm at Jeremy Ryan Slate on all platforms. Um, I'm super active on Instagram right now, so that's kind of where I Perfect. spend most of my time. Um, I use my middle name because my parents named me after an actor, not realizing there would be this thing called Google and then nobody would be able to find me. So I'm at Jeremy Ryan Slate. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew that you know Google would happen, but uh, except to quote George Bush, use the Google anyway. (laughs) That's awesome. So you know, podcasting when it's done for you, you know, I think that there's probably a good portion of people that think, you know, I'd love to get my message out there. This is what Mm -hmm. I do, and podcasting is a great way to do that. Whether you interview people or you don't, it's a great way to get a message and your voice and what you're passionate about. So let's talk about how podcasting, because you speak about this stuff as well, um, you know, and uh, and how it relates to you know using it um, in ways that maybe people haven't really thought about. Because I love doing that. you know, with, with people that ask me questions, you know, about mm-hmm. podcasting. So let's bring that topic up. Well, here's the thing is I've been blogging since like 2010. Um, oh, wow. and, and the main reason I started a podcast is because I got lazy and I'm like, man, nobody's <laughs> reading. Nobody's reading this stuff that <laughs> I'm writing. So does this sound uh, like me, Alan, when I talk to you? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not a writer. Even though I wrote a book, I'm like, I, 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 not I, a writer. Can, can I talk it? Can I record I like it? Talk. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, 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 I had a blog. Talk. <laughs> and it was it was a history that's blog, funny. so that's probably why nobody cared. But um, 
anyway, so I had a blog since 2010, and it takes a lot of time to create that kind of content. It does. It's a heck of a lot easier to do audio content, and it's also more consumable. Um, but here's the thing as well. Like I said, I had my first podcast where I was the quote-unquote opinion leader when I kind of didn't know anything. So, like, what am I going to teach people? I don't have enough life experience at that point in time. So going out and finding people that knew something – now it got – it actually comes from the standpoint of it got even easier. I just had to find somebody that knew what they were talking about and ask them questions about what they knew what they were Love talking it. about. Love it. That, I mean that right there, folks. The direction it started from. The golden that's nugget. That's aha moment yeah, right there. The golden right nugget. There. Boom. You don't have it. Go find that. it. Done. We're done. Well, here's the thing about that though is is there, there's a few different things you're doing, and, and one of them um, is, is an aspect called positioning, right? Um, positioning is the aspect in branding of – how you're seen compared with to with or against something, right? You're using that as kind of a, a thing people are aware of. So one of the big things you're doing by interviews is you're actually taking great advantage of positioning because then you're actually able to, every time you're seen with somebody that's well-known, you borrow some of that credibility because you're seen with them, you're doing an episode with them, you're now online mentioned with them. So positioning is super, super valuable. But here's the other beautiful aspect about it is – you know, I do read and I'm an avid reader, but I don't have time to read. You know, I've, I've interviewed almost 500 people, 500 books in the span of time. I've done 500 podcast episodes. So now I can actually pick out the primary aspects from all these people that they've probably written in their books. They talk about in all their talks and I'm able to grow at the same time. So not only is my positioning growing, but my knowledge and level of ability is growing as well. So it's been really, really beautiful in that way. And also you're able to connect with people super easy because you know, you, your your listeners want to hear from you. I get great feedback email, but it's the simple things like when somebody writes a review, read it on the air and mention their name because people like to hear their name. You're able to connect with people very easily. For sure. So this is a good point, uh, and I want to just uh, make a, a note for the audience on something that I picked out on positioning. Um, you know, because a lot of people might be asking the question, well, what do I have to offer, right? So you got to, you know, look at your assets or create them. In mm -hmm. your case, you mm -hmm. created the assets by connecting with people, interviewing, bringing you know awareness to what they're doing, and then you know by association able to absorb information and get that credibility um, that you know people are looking for from positioning. So that's what you can do um, for the audience is kind of take stock of what you have to offer right now. That's mm -hmm. a good place. Um, you're probably really good at something. Yeah. Find that something, offer it up, and then you know create assets around that that then can relate to um, doing what you love and going after it and, and, and making a life of it. So mm -hmm. you've created a life doing podcasting and it's related to all kinds of things. Uh, how is that, um, you know, just uh, on, the, on, the, on the brand? Because uh, I know you have some speaking um, things around, uh, you know, your favorite topics, obviously. Mm -hmm. Get up there and rhyme them off. So let's talk about some of that, how the positioning turns into uh, taking those assets and then you built a, a really cool brand that got some attention, mm -hmm. which is, I think, what people are, you know, trying to get eyeballs, right? Right. Well, can I can I yeah. just add something to your last point too as yeah, well? Because yeah, I think sure. positioning is a term that gets thrown around, or people haven't really heard of it as much. So I would recommend a book. Oh, I, yeah. I, it's called Positioning: The Battle for Your Mind, and I believe it's by Al Rees. Um, really, yeah. really great book. It's written in like the the seventies or eighties. Um, but it was a really great book about positioning. Um, but then cool. you know to bring this back around. Um. Can you just repeat the question just because I wanted to mention that? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's okay. I just wanted to talk about the branding side of it, how you took mm -hmm. this positioning sure. and you built a brand around it. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, here, here's the, the major thing is people don't realize is 
in terms of like getting media, like media doesn't care about your story. Like they, they don't. They're not out there looking like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna find the next inspirational thing. Like they, they just don't <laughs> do that. So in terms of like branding and getting noticed, one of the big things you have to do is you have to find out who's gonna care. You have right. to find out who's gonna care and you should tell them why they're gonna care. So the thing I like to explain to people is you wanna start with some sort of a what I call a small pond strategy. Meaning that you are part of a small pond somewhere. Like for me, I was born in a small town. It's five-eighths of a mile. Um, there wasn't even a grocery store there. So a lot of times that when we pitch stories to the news, they got picked up very easily because not a lot happens. It's easy to get your first press pieces. They also publish online, so you're getting an easy backlink. Um, recently, um, we actually had um, – we live in a lake community, and they actually came to my house and did a publication on us and wrote it in their magazine. So that's another small pond you're a part of. My university recently did an article about me in their magazine. So you want to find out initially who are the small groups of people that are going to care about you. And you can actually use that to keep building up the levels of press because it's not an elevator to get press coverage. It's stairs. You know, you get like your local to maybe go na you know, go national or go state. Um, and you can even use that to get publications like Forbes and Inc. and whatever. And it's going to be the stairs are going to look a little bit different depending on what your industry is. And sometimes it's OK just to go for it because you're not quite going to know what those steps are going to look like. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's starting local with a group of people that care about you and getting your message out there and continually getting that message out there. Because right. PR and yeah. yeah, PR and media coverage is something you just need to be doing again and again and again, whether it's yeah. local sure. media or, or smaller podcasts or whatever it may be, because somebody cares about you and you need to Absolutely. keep getting it out there. For sure. For yeah. sure. I, I want to reiterate something that, that we've been talking about this whole time, but I think maybe we can frame it in the way of, of a title, something, you know, a, an action to take is um, everybody's out there trying to scale, right? They're trying to find out if they found out their genius, if they found out their, you know, what it is that they want to do, what kind of influence they're going to have and so forth. What's the one thing that everybody should do that may be obvious, but also might be elusive? You've, you've interviewed a tremendous amount of, of uh, experts that have come from the ground up and have, have created this insane, uh, you know, business lifestyle and, uh, and following. But amongst all of them, I'm pretty sure there's one thing that they all did consistently. Might not be sexy, but mm -hmm. it's something that actually moved them forward. What's that one thing? Create a valuable final product. Create something that people are willing to exchange mm -hmm. money, time, or whatever for. Because if you're having trouble in your business, if you're having trouble um, with people working for you, it, you may want to take a look at the end results you're selling people. If it's not right. something that they can you know, trade their own value for, like mm -hmm. there's a lot of coaches out there. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really bad because they're not trading value with people. You want to find out like what can you do that's actually going to be valuable to people and that they're pay for. And I, there's a lot of different ways that I feel like I could answer this question, but if I had to look at it, if you don't have a valuable final product, something that can be purchased or, you know, traded for in some way, you're just not going to succeed. And that's just, it's right. the basic thing because every organization, the thing that they produce is a valuable final product. If you're a PR agency, you produce PR plans. If mm -hmm. you are Starbucks, you produce coffee and happy people drinking that coffee. Whatever it may be, if you don't have that, you don't have a business. Right. 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 You know, I love how Grant Cardone says it. He says, you know, who's got my money, right? Who's and got my money? And, he, and, and it's uh, not, that you know, was it almost sounds, perfect. I love, that was really that was good. almost perfect. It almost that sounds was... arrogant, but it's not because it's, you got to understand 
who your audience is and yeah. how can you what do you have that they're gonna that they're gonna part with their money mm-hmm. to you know to, to give to you exactly. for that for that transition and I think that's a big piece you've got to be understand because everybody's got something I don't yeah. care if you don't have any experience at all you've got something that somebody out there is looking for and it's a matter of understanding it learn how to package it and then give it away and then and then, and then sell it so yeah, that, but that's, if you uh, don't have a valuable final product, something that can be exchanged for money or time, you're screwed. That's just you got nothing. The end of it. You got nothing. You may have a big following, yeah. but economically, you're you're in a hole. Yeah, well, that's that, that. That actually is a great point. There, I read an article in Business Insider last week about a girl that like lost, I think it was like ten or twenty thousand dollars trying to become a quote unquote Instagram influencer because she's like, oh, I'll build a following and then I'll sell them something. You don't have a product. Like, how are you going to make money? It doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've met a lot of folks that are, that are really good. They they have a really good website. They got a great message, but they have nothing to sell. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to offer. They have nothing that, that that takes people to a next piece. Except you're great. Okay, I'm going about my day now. And and, right. and they forget about you. You know, they forget about you. So that's a that's a challenge. Chris, where are we going to take Jeremy next? Boy, this thing goes by fast, doesn't it? Always, always. God. I'm having fun though. And um, <laughs> Jeremy, what's uh, you know what's kind of going on right now? I I always like to. You know, what's the focus? What's happening? What's uh, exciting for you? Well, well for uh, us, um, we had the baby. That's exciting. Um, right, of course. Are, of course. Our, our main focus right now is is the business we've been building in the last two years, which is Command Your Brand Media, where we okay. act as a, a conduit to help people tell their story in the right way. We spend quite a bit of time on storytelling training, and uh, then we help them get booked on the right podcast and then teach them the promotion to do with it because I feel like each one of those things together is super, super important. And then um, on the podcast side, I'm just continually trying to get you know more celebrity guests and things like that. I awesome. just keep, continually keep trying to scale up. Awesome. We have a great guest for you. We'll come back we to do. that. Um, we've got a great guest for you, someone who's uh, really doing <laughs> some cool stuff Cool. Uh, that I think yeah, you'll, you'll, uh, like, you'll, you'll like him. For sure. Uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, man. Um, I, 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 I get into these grooves where I'm starting to, you know, realize, uh, you know, what, uh, people you've interviewed and, and, you know, things like that. You brought up Grant Cardone cause you interviewed mm-hmm. him and you sounded I did, just yeah. like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Robin Sharma. I, he's always yeah. been my favorite. Yeah. Three years it took me to get that interview. Yeah. <laughs> see, three years, but you did it and you stayed with it and you figured it away and, you know. I always say when you set a goal and you want something, then the universe will conspire as long as you're consistent with your actions mm-hmm. and you don't give up, you know, or better yet, you should believe in what you want because yeah. then the universe conspires faster. Well, Dave, <laughs> Dave Asprey from Bulletproof said yes to me two years ago and I've been following up for a date for two years and we finally that's got awesome. the date last week. So December, Perfect. I'm finally interviewing him. Yeah, that's amazing <laughs> though, but it, it's all timing, right? It's yeah. it's timing. It's timing. Yeah, you know, the fact is now you're interviewing because you wanted to do it and um, uh, I'm sure you set a goal on that because if you didn't, that you wouldn't have stayed with it. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, um, and you know, really, Seth Godin. How how is Seth? We're talking podcasting here, people. Just so you can hear, like, yeah. you know, the fact is, this is possible to interview these people that you follow, you listen to, bigger, larger life and mm-hmm. celebrity style, you know, living. But they all come down to being just mm-hmm. people, right? That yeah, just needed to find some time. That's it. Well, I guess here's the thing to to answer your question about Seth, like. So he was the very first person I interviewed when I or emailed when I started my show, and he goes, "When you get to 400, I'll do it." Got to 400, he did it. Um, but I think that <laughs> I guy at episode that guy at episode one wasn't the guy ready to interview Seth Godin. And the reason I say that 
is because I didn't have interview chops. I didn't have a lot of training in it. I didn't have a lot of experience sure. in it. And you kind of like, you gain this sixth sense when you do a lot of interviews of what to ask, when to ask it, and where to go sure. with it. Sure. And with Seth, like, had I done that same interview, like, then that I did, you know, earlier this year, I would have been terrified because his responses were very short and succinct and to the point, which is great from a listener standpoint. But from an interviewer standpoint, you're like, crap, it's eight minutes. I have nothing left to ask him. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that was great about that is we That's were able awesome. to t- cover some topics that were very interesting, intriguing about the future of work, about the future of business. So in depth because I knew where to take it. And I think that's huge, too. Yeah, for sure. You get uh, that 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 con- consistency and doing. You learn um, how to fall into your own as well, and what works really well for you. Um, so you can just keep uh, keep it keep it exciting. Alan, did you fall asleep on us? Where are you, brother? What's going he is, on? It looks it appears like he's muted. No, he he. It looks like he's he is muted. He is muted. <laughs> yeah, muted. Yeah, Alan I was muted. muted because I was writing notes. Sorry, dude. Oh, and it was, and it was being yeah. loud, so I didn't want to hear the. Remember <laughs> to take out trash after I go. Yeah, no, Alan. Like, who yeah. who are we talking with again? No, we didn't. Do <laughs> Come on, I uh, I know Alan takes great notes and yeah, uh, always been... pinpoints something that he wants to ask, and that's usually when he goes quiet. So that's why I like to pull him in and make you know these comments as well, and then catch him. Obviously muted. That was a good one, Jeremy. Can, can I say uh, you guys have an amazing show flow? By the way, I've really, I'm actually really having a great time. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, we oh, look well, at we it like this, Jeremy. That. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, this is this is the way we look at it. You know, if we were just kind of hanging out, this is what we yeah. would be doing, right? Fireside chat, man. Know each other, uh, you know, uh, finding some commonalities that you know are are are. are you know, that we're intrigued about and, and then mm-hmm. finding out how we can help people as well. We're the same as you. Hey, how can we help Jeremy? That's what goes mm-hmm. through my mind because of who you are, what you do. I like to learn about people because we call ourselves the super connectors. And uh, that's what's fun about podcasting as well. Just a shout out to everybody. That's fun because you get to connect with people. And guess what? Sometimes you might not ever see them again. Uh, maybe there's something that you end up bumping in and you end up doing something. And most times not. But what I always... Have found and Alan and I is we end up connecting people, mm. like like just a minute ago we I, said I've hey Jeremy we have, yeah we have a guest for you and he's amazing and I think it's going to be great for you. I think you. that's one of our biggest yeah. assets yeah. is mm-hmm. if we sure. aggregated that right. I mean you and I brought we you and I had successful businesses prior to us even you know knowing each sure. other, but sure. we've aggregated a, a very large you know a collaborative list of people, and I think that's been our biggest resource. Uh, for us personally, and, the, and that we can offer. And you're asking what I was writing down and what I've been doing, and you said it already, you little turkey. <laughs> hey, how but, can we help? Yeah, how think, can we help? That's a good that's question. A big, that's you know, it, obviously I was writing more than that because that doesn't take very long to write. I want to go back to one thing, Alan. Just one second. Thank you, Jeremy, for saying that because yeah. I didn't actually acknowledge yeah. that, and I wanted to make sure. Yeah, we appreciate thank you that. for the flow and that conversation that we just, you know, ended up having. Oh, cool. But uh, thank you for that. You know, we, flow we, of consciousness, guys. It's really yeah, cool. There you go. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're just we missing beers. Chris, just missing oh, the no, beer. No, well, no, we have beer. Later, in, later beer, in the day, right? you guys in seminary. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. It goes in the Starbucks stuff, but it's really not coffee. Um, you know, it's really funny. Chris is in Florida, and I'm in Oregon. We wanted to be able to create an atmosphere. As Ooh, it must be fun for you guys to schedule anything three hours apart like that. Oh, yeah, it's kind of too. fun, yeah. I'm on it CST. Yeah, confusing but, uh, in Florida is that. Oh, you're in the panhandle then. Yes, I yeah, am. So it's yes, only yeah. two. 
Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, we still, really wanted to create that sitting next to each other, you know, sitting in the fireside chat, so to speak. So thank you. We, tr- we try to we try to emulate that, and uh, it doesn't always work, but it's fun. It's enjoyable, and we take wherever the show goes. We don't have a strict, you know, a strict outline. Uh, we, t- we take it where it goes. And in the beginning, it was That's just us part. talking to each other. And sometimes we didn't even listen to each other, but we still did it, you know, and, and, and we stayed on it. But but uh, we get to back to that question, Jeremy, for you, based on uh, what we've talked about, how can we help you outside of, you know, broadcasting, you know, your genius, you know, to our audience? How can we help? What can our audience do to help you? <sighs> wow. I know, you know right? I, I'll Tough tell question. you what. This is going to be a, a, a weird question, but I'm actually always looking to hear how I can be better at what I do with the podcast. Like, what kind of oh. questions are people looking for answers to? You know, who do they want to hear me talk to? Um, because I feel like if that's not a if that's not a flow that's going both ways, then eventually mm-hmm. nobody's going to listen to me. So for me, I'm always that. just looking. I'm always looking at how can nice. I do a better job. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So I, I, I love I that guess, answer. No, that that was a yeah. that was a it's kind of a selfish answer, answer, but you know that's what I'm always. No, but I mean it. it well, helps but you're better serving thinking. your audience. Well, there you go. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're finding a way so that you can improve, and then people get what they also want as well. So that's a great way to do it. I love uh, I love where you brought that. Um, man, oh man, will you uh, will you come back on, Jeremy, when you find some time? I know you got a lot going on, but uh, love to connect connect with. You again, because I, I felt like this show is awesome, but always too short. So we always circle back. How about we uh, do something in 2019 and uh, and see where you're at then? And great, um, guys. I, I would enjoy that. But, you know, again, audience, these are uh, a, a great time to uh, connect. Um, you know, Jeremy's got uh, his podcast out there. Uh, Jeremy, tell everybody how they can, how they can subscribe yeah. to your podcast as well because it's a it's a great show. I've been listening to it because I wanted to obviously catch up with Jeremy when we uh, had met, and I try to do that with people obviously that mm-hmm. we're going to be interviewing as well. So uh, tell them how they can uh, find that show because it's a great show, folks. Yeah, well, um, I try to make it easy for everybody to find me in whatever app they're using. So depending on what they're using, jeremyryanslate.com slash Apple Podcasts or slash Spotify is going to take you right to whatever app you're using. Perfect. And uh, that's really the best way to find okay. me there. We've talked a lot about uh, branding and podcasting and positioning. So if they want to see how they can implement that and what they're doing, um, I put together an awesome worksheet for them to help them really get their message together, get out there and tell it in the right way. That's over at commandyourbrand.media slash checklist. Perfect. Sweet. Sweet. I, I just want to make a point here. I mean, wow, 479 shows. That's a lot, man. That's it. That's great. I'm 500 sure you- soon, guys. Yeah, I'm sure you've got some uh, some stock there to get out, but uh, wow, what a great uh, what a great run, what a great run! That's Congrats awesome. on that. That Thanks. is yeah. uh, well done. That well is done. that is very well done. And uh, there you go, folks. Jeremy Ryan Slate, thank you for taking some time, Alan. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, Likewise. We, uh, we love the show, and you know, out to the audience, you guys are amazing. And of course, just like Jeremy, if there's anything that you are looking for, info at thinkboldbebold.com. The beautiful, awesome Nicole will, you know, fill those and 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 make sure you get the answer back. And she's our marketing and uh, and production manager. Uh, so big shout out for Nicole. Jeremy, we'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Uh, and Sounds keep good. Doing some great things. Get Thank some you sleep. You're gonna it. need it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And congrats Thanks, again on that uh, that baby. And yes. it wouldn't be a show, folks, without me saying, do something nice for someone today.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.